for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And fellows, what up? Uh, what is up, man? <laughs> hey, what is up? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about today. There is quite a bunch of news, a big movie we got to talk about. So let's let's quit fooling around. Let's just get right to it. Let's talk about some movies we see. <laughs> you forget about me look my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen robert what movies you seen movies have i seen rewatched howl's moving castle um nice. I'm sure I've, I've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast you're Such all a delight billy crystal i love i do actually like the dub a lot billy crystal is so funny the sound of him eating eggshells. Mm, mm, mm. Sophie, Sophie, help me. I'm going to come. I'm going to go out, Sophie, please. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, the woman who does Sophie, both young and old, Sophie is great. Uh, Christian Bale's Howl is really great. Um, everything is amazing about it. I love the door that can go to different cities in the in his castle. And he's a different wizard in two different like, competing towns. Um Every like outdoor scene is like breathtaking, just incredible. The fact that it was adapted from a book he enjoyed and it's his spin on the source material and some of the changes I feel like are sort of better changes for a movie versus the book. I it's a shame it sounds like he's not going to do more movies and things for too too long, but um I think it was like such a cool way a cool collaboration to kind of for him to adapt um something that wasn't entirely his like that um and it really turned out great um can't recommend it enough it's just such a tremendous miyazaki film um rewatched ghostbusters i know should have waited till october but <laughs> couldn't couldn't do it had to watch the scariest one first um oh i rewatched i think i mentioned um the evangelion uh kind of the reboot movies i was watching so i'd finished the first one i think the last time we talked and then i did um 2.22 you cannot advance um which takes this series up to not what i would not the ending of where the show was and then i don't want to spoil anything for people that are still like watching it themselves but like basically ends on this crazy cliffhanger where it's like well this is the, it just is completely diverges from the from the previous material um, which is cool because you're you're expecting it to go one way and it doesn't. Also, just like a couple crazy fights with the angels that show up that are like so so cool. Like just the fact that the technology has advanced and some of the animation style and stuff. It's just the most badass stuff. Oh my god, I, I can't describe it. Even just like the very starting has like a fight with an angel that is so awesome that you need to check out. For some um, reason, when you were talking about this last time, I thought that you had watched the most recent one, not the first one. Oh, well, the most recent one is like the fourth of the movies or whatever. Yeah, that's so, what I thought and, you were watching. No, no, I'd watched like, well, it's also confusing because that one is called like 1.0 plus 3.0. 
and the and then there's also like a 1.11 or whatever yeah so it's like one like one 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 or two 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 three 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 and then like 1.0 plus 3.0 it's I very think it gets it gets even more confusing because i think they released them as 1.0 and then this is a re-release that added extra footage called 1.11 so oh. like this is it's it's even more confusing but i ended up watching all of them whoa uh, <laughs> like back to back uh wow well don't spoil anything because i'm, I'm in the middle of, of three 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 so i don't i don't want to know too too much but that's the one where it's like the story is just different you're just like okay this is all new territory basically yeah i'll say that uh 3.3 is bat shit crazy oh it yeah is, it's so strange yeah yeah even from the starting i was like what is going on like i can i'll just say like in the starting like they start off in like space and i was just like holy shit this is fucking nuts so i i was loving it but I'm excited to finish that one and then get to the the final entry. When you watched two two, did you realize there was an after credit scene? Nope. Well, I should go, go back. back. And, go back and watch it. Oh man, is uh, Shinji eating falafel with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. um yeah. Keep, oh, keep going. Uh. Yeah. I, yeah. I just. I, I. It is so cool, and I feel like that new one just came out, so I just don't want to spoil anything. Um. I rewatched Star Trek Beyond. Uh, which is that who directed that again? Uh, I don't remember who directed it, but Simon Pegg wrote it. Simon Pegg wrote it. It's not It's not James Wan, is it? Oh, you might be right. Hang on. Let me, I'll look that up real quick. Do some research. Let's see what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, I rewatched that because I do remember enjoying it quite a bit. And I think my comments at the time, and I still feel like it's... Justin Lin. Justin Lin, my bad. Uh, wait, what did he? what else did he do? He did, did some of the Fast and Furious movies, Better Luck Tomorrow. Okay. I think I have James Wan on the brain because I just watched one of his movies. Um, uh, Justin Lin. Well, I love, I do like Star Trek Beyond a lot. It reminds me the most of an episode of Star Trek where well, it just also feels like, like Kirk at the beginning of the movie is kind of like our adventures are starting to feel a little episodic. Like, it yes. was, yeah. Just like he acknowledges that like at that point in space, they're like probably running into this and that here and there. He's like stuff that isn't really worth a whole movie. For. <laughs> yeah. um, but it but is don't worry, to, like, this one will be. <laughs> I have a feeling we have a movie length adventure coming up. <laughs> um, but it is it is fun that it ends up being obviously the all of the movies in Star Trek canon are like more actiony than a typical Star Trek episode. But that really can't be helped. And there's just a lot to like about this one. Um and probably just the worst thing is just like, I don't know. Do you remember when's the last time you watched it, Andrew? Uh, it might have been earlier this year or sometime last year, but it's been kind of recent. I don't know. I don't know if I love the decision to put Idris Elba in so much makeup the whole time. Yeah, it, it sort of. We feels, really need his that beautiful face. It it was a weird decision because, and I wonder if, um, because this movie's like 2016, something like that. Hmm. So it was it was right around the time where it kind of felt like. Idris wasn't this like totally well-known face. Like this is maybe around the same time as like the dark tower. So, you know, it's not like oh, he's God, what a bad movie. It's not like he's, you know, like at the peak of his, of his popularity. So like, he's I, not wearing an exoscoot, uh, an exoscoot, <laughs> an exoscoot <laughs> fighting uh Hobbs and Shaw yet. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I wonder if it was just like, he didn't like, obviously I don't think he has that kind of ego anyways, but like, he's not like, Oh, don't put me in makeup. They have to see my face. But yeah. also it was like 
production was also not like, well, they have to see Idris, you know, like that's the whole reason people it's just are like, it, For those who haven't seen it, like there's footage of him on it. Like there's a reveal of him in like a video that shows what he used to look like. But it, he never, like, and there's a point in the movie where he's kind of like almost back to where he's human, but never, never quite. And I was just kind of like bummed that at some point, like even as like a plot device, like if he had gotten to the colony he was trying to get to and had reverted to that point, he could be like slipping through the people. Yeah. But instead, he's still kind of like this half lumpy weird guy. Yeah, it's also like, it's also weird to know that in like 300 years in the future, we're still going to have grainy handheld footage where you can't quite <laughs> make out what a person looks like. Yeah, um, but I love. Oh, now I'm forgetting her name, but like the uh, new crew member. Oh, the new crew member, the woman that they find on the planet. Oh, who's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophia Butella, right? Yeah, yeah. She's so awesome, and I love like her character design, and she's like very cool. Like she's like, oh, this is my ship. I found it. Like and. Mm-hmm is very like brash um there's just like a lot of good stuff going for it i really i really enjoyed revisiting that one it was too bad Um, that it was too bad that like it kind of feels like that franchise as soon as it like as soon as i feel like they were starting to get it right that that was when it kind of they were like "Mm, let's pause on this thing because it like i really dislike star trek into darkness a lot and i i think if i was to go back there are like and this is maybe put out there already that like, it feels like a movie just built around like the sequences they wanted to have. Yeah. And then try to call it around that. And it just like sucked that like, we're not doing wrath of Khan. Khan's not in it. Yes, we are. Even in universe. It's dumb. He's like, I'm Khan. And it's like, okay, My name Ooh, what is, is that? Mean? And then they find out how to beat him by talking to old Spock and saying, like, what did you do with, and you fought this guy. He's like, Oh, he was a son of a bitch here. I'll tell you what we did. <laughs> oh, that just guy. Like, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks ass. And it's, and then it's just the flipperoo of instead of Spock dying, it's Kirk. And then Spock just punches the fucking shit out of him. It's just not, it's just not yeah. fun. I, I have many qualms about into darkness, but yeah, it, it, like once it kind of felt like, Oh, this is what I would like this sort of, if they're going to go with star Trek being more of like an action adventure series, I would prefer it to be more of star Trek beyond than into darkness. Yes. And then once they were like, okay, I think we've kind of got our footing. It was like, ah, let's put a pause on this. We may never do another one. Maybe we will, but who knows? It's just, it's Beyond had such great, like, set design and creature design and stuff, too. I really loved just everything they were doing. The ships, the outfits. They find, like, an old-ass ship. Mm-hmm. It looks aw- It's It's cool for them. Like, the new ships look cool in the movie. They look great. But it's so fun for them to be in, like, an old-school ship for part of it, too. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You um, think if any of their TV shows kind of catch on? Uh, in a big way, they might make a movie out of those. I think I hope Lower Decks gets a movie. <laughs> Lower Decks is I mean, fun. I, I've been, I've been watched a Lower ton Decks of it, but great. yeah, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I do like it. It's good, and it feels like as someone who doesn't have as you know a huge knowledge of Star Trek, there's so many references to episodes and movies that like a true fan would probably just be like, just like dying at all yeah. the stuff that they put in there. So, like the one I just saw, like, what or it's like I think the first episode of the new season was free, so I watched that and. Uh, one of the crewmates is being is like held captive while uh, Tony Newsom's character is escaping. He's like, "You gotta help me!" They keep showing me three lights. <laughs> the, really like the, the the the. I think that if they did make a movie, they would have to put it on Paramount Plus just because like all the shows are streaming now. Like, yeah, not, they don't even like. I don't even think they like run them like years later on CBS. I think it's like all streaming on Paramount Plus. So if they made a movie, I think it would have to stream on their streamer yeah. too. Yeah. Um, the last thing I saw, and I won't talk too much about it because it's brand new, is Malignant. Mm. And that is the that is the James Wan yeah. film. Um, 
wow, this is a bonkers movie. I don't know if you saw any of the scuttlebutt on the internet. People were kind of like going malignant crazy. Um, and it's weird for me. I would almost put it to us to be a potential for October just because I don't think it's particularly scary, mm -hmm. but it is bonkers and it might, it's, it might be kind of bad in some ways, but I think it's also very good. It's, it's like <laughs> James Wan even said, a great he, like you, <laughs> James Wan even said, he's kind of like, it's like a throwback to kind of like weird eighties horror movies that you would find on a shelf in a blockbuster or something. And, and, and it's definitely referencing like, I thought it was going to be a, like a lot. I mean, he's done, you know, the conjuring and a bunch of other stuff. And I was thought it would be like a lot scarier mm -hmm. and it's just more like weird. And it's like a lot of tropes where even you guys would be like, Oh, this is like the horror movie thing where they go to the old hospital to find the records or whatever. Like just a lot of the same stuff you see, but by the third act, it is off the wall insane. Um, so I will kind of leave it at that, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I, I would say if anyone's on the fence about it, it's not very scary. And if you think you know where it's going, I'm not I'm not sure you'll be able to guess where it's going. It's okay. pretty it's pretty over the top and takes place in Seattle. In fact, a portion is in the Seattle underground. So I, I like that about it too. Cool. We can go on the malignant tour after we watch it. I too. said I was like, <laughs> if someone doesn't do doesn't like monopolize this and say like this is where they this was based on the malignant tour, like they would be foolish not to, at least sure. for October, I sure. think. You uh, will catch me on the Malignant Tour <laughs> in you'll October. Be you'll be hosting the Malignant Tour. Uh, hey, Max... You're not supposed to be down here. <laughs> Max, uh, what have you seen? Uh, I saw a few things. I saw um, Reminiscence. Mm. Oh, that's a uh, Hugh Jackman HBO Max movie, mm -hmm. right? That's right. Hugh Jackman, Tandiway Newton, and uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Tandiway Newton? Oh, T oh, Tandy Newton. What? Tammy Faye Baker. Tandy Newton changed her name to Tan or didn't change her name. She went back to her original name, and it's Tandyway. Tandyway is her first name. Tandyway. Yeah. Oh, there, I thought you were making like name. a Wayne. I thought you said Tandy Wayne Newton. I thought you were making like a oh joke. Wayne Newton. Gotcha. No, no, okay. no. Okay. Tandyway. Uh, well, Tandyway, welcome. Yeah, I don't know. I might be pronouncing it completely wrong, but uh, it's it's like the original uh, Tandy Newton name that you're used to but with a we uh in that at the end of the first one i don't know i love it anyway she does a great job and uh yeah it's always good seeing hugh jackman the movie itself is kind of it's a uh like a cyberpunk noir thing where they're um traveling they can uh bring up people's memories which seems like a, a common thing it's also that. a uh, cyberpunk thing in that you have to have a ps5 to view it exactly but um, how did you get one of these they it were rare even then it doesn't work very well and uh well it is on hbo max to, so that's wait a, a <laughs> wait a couple months and hopefully it'll be patched no it's it, it's kind of like it's standard fare it seems like it's pulling from a lot of things that you recognize uh it's not great but um it has a good setting and i think the actors do a pretty decent job one thing that i didn't like is that the whole premise of the show is memories but and they <clears throat> they like list some rules basically like if you don't if you don't if something didn't stand out to you you're not going to remember it so we're not going to be able to see that when we go into your memories and then immediately after that something happens that the person wouldn't have noticed and they remember it super clearly so i was like okay you just made a rule and then you threw it out the window 
within five seconds like in but the is same... it not is it not addressed in the movie like that shouldn't be possible like do they even do that or... no no wow. it's just they say this like this is not going to happen if you didn't notice it and then she drops something doesn't realize she drops it but they realize that she dropped it and i was like that's not how that works you said it yourself that's not how that works that's such a and, weird thing to do yeah and they kept doing that with a lot of stuff it just like this this isn't what memories do this isn't how they function even like in your world it doesn't work like this if you're going to base your entire movie off of this you should have done something clever you should have done something that like played with with the idea of memories like there's also at no point is uh memory fallible really like oh you remembered it incorrectly right yes. that doesn't come up once you thought a person looked like this but they didn't but look they didn't. exactly no. like that or yeah oh, like that's that's a fundamental thing about memories right or the more mm-hmm. you think about it and you can have it implanted right like they've done these memory tests in real life where if you say you know like that red jacket or whatever the jacket was actually blue but you keep saying red jacket and somebody eventually remembers it as red or you hear several stories from other people who are there saying it was red and then you remember it as red right none of that ever happened you're like i didn't take the jacket (laughs) um i i was on the fence about checking it out so you're kind of giving it a sort of seems like you're kind of giving like a middling kind of a middling yeah. yeah but if if you're in the movie for for if you're in the mood for something in that genre the like futuristic noir thing then um it's passable i do it, like where, where is it set because i do like that it's kind of like it, the city is a bit like over like sunken kind of like the water yeah, has risen that was cool i did like the the setting of that especially yeah. because i, I like i just read a comic where there was a city in water too and i, I always have like this idea I would like to be in a place where you could Aquaman. just Aquaman. Aquaman. I would like to be in a place where you could just Aquaman. Uh, that was the comic where the city was underwater. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, it's a city that just like has Venice. Canal. So it has, yeah, like like Venice. But I've always thought it was cool if you could just like get in a boat and, and boat to somebody else's house sure. rather than like drive where the streets were just water and so the, the well you know i have to walk places max so maybe think about people like <laughs> me with uh swimming's with cli- fun too with climate change on the way you won't have to wait much longer yeah maybe is this why true. you like it max it's gonna be it's, it's gonna like be a fantasy uh, that'll never happen uh just really... visit visit miami in 20 years <laughs> I'm, oh yowch yeah i'm gonna eat these words i'm sure uh hey the uh, the panhandle's an island now <laughs> <laughs> but it does look cool in in uh reminiscence and in ptsd the comic that i read you should check it out it's good stuff uh, another movie I watched was Nomadland, which was um, uh, slow and depressing. From the director of The Eternals. Yep. Um, one cool thing was uh, a, a big part of it took place in the Badlands, which we had just visited. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, not only like, not only, hey, that that's the bad, like, I remember the Badlands, but like specific spots. I was like, I remember that table that they're sitting at. So it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Whoa, I was on the set of Nomadland. Oh, my God. I didn't even know. That's pretty neat. And then it I was watched like the- Tunisia and you were like taking the picnic table with you and stuff, <laughs> re- reselling it to fans. If only I'd known when I went there, I would have like. <laughs> hey, look, you know- for t- do you have seen any Jawa cloaks around? <laughs> Uh, it was it was a good movie. I would uh, yeah, I would check it out. If yeah, I need in, to be in the right mood. That I, I, that's on my list, but I just feel like I need to kind of be to be ready for that one. Yeah, looks great. Looks great. But. And it, yeah, it does hit that like, you know, times are tough thing. But one thing that did bug me about it was uh, her character works at Amazon, and 
like the the general idea of the movie is that like she's not able to get by on this salary right Mm -hmm. but whenever they mention it when they bring it up because i think they filmed in amazon so they had to get permission so like whenever they bring it up in the movie it's like here's them going over safety procedures like everything is safe there and then like she's like they pay well and then there's some other thing like it's always positive stuff that they say Mm -hmm. even though the whole concept is this person can't afford to live in her van right because she's working at this place and does not get paid enough so like it was a little bit of a mixed message there but i think they had to do it in order to film in there Mm -hmm. but i don't know you can you can just film in any warehouse at the end like ah so sad she passed away well she left a letter please send all of my life savings to amazon they need more than me yeah jeff bezos is it's just like a, it's a thank you letter to Jeff Bezos at the end. Yeah. <laughs> to my loving I, I don't husband, know when I shut out. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's really getting hit hard by like this 1% tax on his. And uh, damn, damn the tabloid media. <laughs> huh. uh, I also went to a, a movie day with a theme of um, people and things that are uh, abnormally sized. And I watched Willow. Again, uh, good movie. It's got Val Kilmer. It's got uh, Warwick, Warwick Davis. It's got some uh, good stuff. Got big <laughs> monsters and, and little people with big hearts. Uh, well, they, it also has the brownies, the, the guys that are like, you know. Um, Even smaller. Yeah. You're right. The Normally proportioned. But... Exactly. Because that came up a lot. Before the brownies showed up, people were like, is uh are you <laughs> this isn't abnormally small there are people this size what are yes. you like you know, like just wait they even just have wait. like a slur word for them in the movie and make pisses me off when uh, val kilmer keeps calling him that yeah peck yeah hey what the fuck okay I, i'm so so sorry andrew you're gonna have to believe that <laughs> <laughs> there's and it's funny because there's a character who looks like peck from ghostbusters like one of the, one of the knights looks a lot. All right, like that one I won't. We don't have to believe, but I okay. <laughs> but but yeah, when he mentions Peck, I was like, wait a second. I think it was because he's saying Peck, and he looked quite a bit like him. Peck I was is like, such is a perfect from... in from Ghostbusters, which yeah, which I rewatched. He is such a perfect like. You just love to hate that dude so much. Yeah, he does a so great, great job. Um, I. Oh, go, go ahead. For it. Oh no, go ahead. You want to talk about Willow? You want to talk? I about was going to ask if you if if you brought your own movie for uh some of the things of different proportional sizes to uh, show everyone. I mentioned Boogie Nights as uh, an option. He was like, I hadn't thought of that. And then he put it on the list, but we didn't end up watching it. Uh, we watched The Borrowers, which is, um, you, you were talking about Howl's Moving Castle and how- um, They did the Secret of Arietti. Yeah, exactly. So Secret same, world of same, same story there from the book, The Borrowers. It's funny because there are three people in the movie from Harry Potter. They have like oh. w- one of the professors is v- the very first movie that Draco Malfoy was in. Wow. And, and then um, Ron Weasley's uh, dad. Oh, I love that guy. And he's like an exterminator and he gets hired by John Goodman to take out uh, these little borrowers. Take out the borrowers. It's the first time I'd seen the movie. It's uh, like one of those old like late 80s early 90s i don't know exactly when it came out but it feels like that uh kind of era of just we're having a, a good time a little goof here and and uh <laughs> making a movie uh but it's pretty funny it's re- it's neat to see the way all of these people who are the size of you know a cup or something like that all the outfits that they make out and the, the like the um 
their house, the way they set up their houses out of all these, like they use a credit card as a door and they have these like thimbles on their feet and they were in like gloves and stuff like that. Everything is just kind of oversized on them. It was kind of neat. We also watched uh, a gnome named Norm. Norm spelled G-N-O-R-M. And I could only watch half of it because that puppet is disgusting. uh, Norm, I don't know what it is about him. He has kind of like half human, half dog face. But he has the grossest lips. Also, his eyes, they bulge out. They move while he talks. And they're not supposed to. It's just like because of the plastic in his face. I just it, looked him up and it is, it's so gross. It's, it's worse in motion. I'll tell Andrew, you Andrew, have you seen this thing? No. Dude, you, you got you to Google this thing. It is, man, that is such a wild decision to have that be look. That shouldn't look like that. Mac and me came up while we were watching this for sure. Um, but it's, <clears throat> it was nasty. I could only watch about half of it and then i just had to turn my my face away from it the um it it does star the nerdy guy from breakfast club shout out to ben horak um, <laughs> i'm glad that's what he's most known for <laughs> singing sing the breakfast club mm-hmm. yeah um i also watched vertigo uh the uh What's big or small about what's in that one? Oh, this is, oh, sorry. Oh, this, this is separate. <laughs> yeah, they also watched I Killed Giants, but I didn't want to mention that because uh, I was barely paying attention while it was going on. But um, yeah, and then next day I watched Vertigo. Nothing big or small about it. Uh, I found out hey, about except the half- heights. Well, I guess that's true. He's high up in the sky. Oh, is that Not- land small or am I high? <laughs> I don't know. It's perspective. Vertigo, I guess. Yeah. Uh, halfway through, I realized I'd already seen it, uh, but it's a good movie and uh, I recommend it, it if you haven't seen it. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, good stuff. And then I rewatched Akira. Ooh. All, always a good movie. Um, one of my faves. The animation is incredible. Still can barely be touched. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like, I don't think anything can. No, like, even if you surpass it in terms of uh, like technical skill quality. Akira is a, a thing of its own. Yeah. Beautiful. How about you, Andrew? What you've seen? Uh, I haven't really seen anything. I just wanted to, I mostly wanted to talk about some trailers, but we can get through these kind of quickly. We're, we're running a uh, little Max, long, do you want to allow it? <clears throat> Go for it. Do what you, do what you want to do. Uh, All right. The, I don't care. The main trailer that kind of came out that I wasn't expecting to see was the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Uh, yes. And yeah. I don't know, like... I thought the Matrix... I, I knew there's a new Matrix movie coming, but I wasn't really sure what it was. I Didn't Neo die at the end of Matrix yeah. Revolutions? Yes. So what's he, do, what's he doing? Well, they also established that there have been multiple ones and that this whole thing has happened multiple times that, you know, like he's always tried to save Trinity and, and if he does, then everything dies and then it restarts again and stuff. So there's mm-hmm. this implication that even within the Matrix the one has appeared and attempted to break the cycle and, and, but it's always been, been Keanu Reeves. I, I don't know. I, I, they don't, I don't think they went as far as saying also, that. Also, there, I was heard... one, there was one time it was Doogie Hauser, but that's, uh, yeah. they won't reveal that mm, until later. Yeah. I also heard um, that uh, Morpheus died in the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the video game is canon. canon. 
That is canon, yes. yeah. So he's not in this because he died in the video game, which if you didn't play The Matrix online, you would not oh, know. Oh, that's the video game that's yeah. canon. Yes. I was, okay. It's not the um, path The path I, of Neo. Oh, I was hoping it would be Path of Neo where the the ending is a giant uh, Agent Smith made of cars. No, no. <laughs> it is The Matrix online, and, and Morpheus dies in that video game, which is canon for the movie franchise. I had no okay. idea. Um, but I'm... I don't know. I thought the, the trailer was was kind of cool. It's interesting that Keanu Reeves appears to only want to act with one look now, which is long hair and John beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, uh, this is how I look now. So you're gonna have to work this into your script somehow. So good for him. He That's had he several wants. looks in Bill and Ted. I'll have you know. All right, all right, fair enough. But um, I don't know. I thought it looked fun. I'll be interested cool. to watch it. Have you guys seen? In the in the trailer, there's a couple scenes where like there's a projection playing, like at he's at like a it looks like a big bar or a party, mm-hmm. and the Matrix is playing on the projector. <laughs> That's so clever. Like it literally shows Keanu's face back as the metals trip, like the mirror is going down his throat, mm-hmm. which means that he might be in a world where the Matrix is a movie. And, and he's that's which is why the which is why at the end of the trailer guy's like I can't believe you're going back to the Matrix. Like, what if it, he's not, what if he's not Neo? What if he's just Keanu Reeves in this movie? Well, what I think or that or he's someone who looks like the guy from that movie or who knows if 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 this is a cycle over again and he is within the simulation and going to be taken out. It's possible that like that's what the machines did. Like what if we just tell people like yeah there could be a Matrix like in the human world. Yeah, and that way and that way it's even harder for them to not question. To question when things are weird or deja vu happens. Do you think that, like that that guy, that guy at the end of the trailer is like, "Why wow, you're going back to the Matrix again? He's like, one more ticket, please. You know, like you're going back again <laughs> to the Matrix. He's like, I like the fight scenes in the second one. I don't like the third one as much. Didn't Neo <laughs> die in the third one? <laughs> I got to see this again. Um, yeah, that is very funny. Like we're going back to the Matrix. Like that was a hit. Uh, <laughs> you can buy it now on HBO Max or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it should be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. It does seem like it'll be very meta. So. Yeah. Since since Speed Racer, I've loved the Wachowski, so I'm definitely going to give it a shot. But uh, I, I feel like it's leaning more towards the um, Jupiter ascending in terms of like visual style. And, sure. I mean, and also Matrix, of course. Of course. Um, but that's the, that's the only one I had off the top of my head. Let's get in some TV. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen Robbie. TV shows I've seen. I watched um, a little bit because Jamie was watching it called of um, it's a four part series called Lula Rich, and it's about I think it's on H or uh, Hulu maybe, and it's about is it is it on HBO or Hulu? Don't remember, but it's about this Lula Row company which I was completely unaware of, but it's apparently making has made billions and billions of dollars since like the mid like 2015 2016 or something and it's like a multi-level marketing scheme and they recruit you and you buy a bunch of like leggings and and shirts and product and then you go live and and you know sell it to people and eventually like you make can make more money by recruiting other people and moving up the chain and becoming like a recruiter and then like a mentor and then like a partisan whatever the hell like the top one is mm-hmm. and you have to have a certain level of your previous uh you know strata below you and um by i was kind of watching episode two and episode three of it and it was coming becoming aware uh, uh, rather obvious to me that um 
the people they were all interviewing were had become you know quickly disillusioned at one point um there's also seems to be ties to like mormonism to it and they like one woman was came in with her husband and they were basically saying like the goal is to retire your husband like you should be working to the point where your husband can stay more at home more and help you and be a part of your business but they kind of made it clear that they almost like want the husband to be doing the business more like one woman she was she was off doing other things so her husband would go live and sell the garments and then when she would talk to leadership they would be like still call her like oh you're chris's uh, wife or whatever mm-hmm. like it was it was about him um so there's just like a bunch of like it just sounded like a lot of people like sunk you know their lives into it and it took too long to realize that it was all this big racket um they got katie perry to play at one of their like retreats and like like i don't remember where they were they were but it was like they rented out a stadium and i was like it's a bit i was like it blows me away it just shows i just don't know enough about anything that like there's this enormous company that makes billions and they're renting out stadiums and having you know pop stars play but like i've never heard of them mm-hmm. and it's also like this scam where like eventually you have competition down the street because you sold enough to them and they got interested enough that now they're selling stuff too which is sniping your customers and it's just not tenable people were getting stinky leggings like their product was being left outside at the actual factory because they didn't have enough space and then they would be like call the company and be like what's going on why are my leggings like getting thinner and thinner and worse quality and why do they stink you could put them in the freezer that get, that'll get rid of the stink hmm. or like sell them at a discount and they're like you want me to take the hit for this like you sent me the bad product um so it was pretty wild something something i had no idea um i might be interested in but i was kind of walking through the room and and sort of stuck around for some mm-hmm. of it um watched a couple episodes of the new season of what we do in the shadows still very funny um second episode has um uh is it nandor who's like the the kind of stuffy vampire in that show uh the one who's like kind of like the uh vlad the impalerish kind of one but he gets this cloak that you if you put it on like the last person that wore it you get like you become like a glamour of them and he's trying to like ask out a woman at a gym so multiple like characters put on the cloak and go as him to try and pick her up so it's that actor pretending to be pretending to be multiple vampires pretending to be him mm-hmm. and it's just like a tour de force of like man what a fun what, what a fun assignment in that episode for him to be like oh you're playing you know you know matt barry's vampire pretending to be you and doing a shitty job of it mm-hmm. um so it's, it was really really good i'd recommend that and then um i think yeah other than what if i think that's it max what about you uh well i watched mayor of east town oh yeah which i would recommend it's it's really good small yeah, town story that. yeah you what you did jamie did, did i it? I want to watch it, but I, uh, Paul F. Tompkins spoiled it by accident. Well, sort of by accident. And now I, I'm just not ready to go and watch it yet. I'm hoping I'll forget the end at some point. So, yeah, forget it. But even if you don't, I think, <laughs> <laughs> even if you don't, I think that it's good enough. Like, it, sure. It doesn't necessarily rest on a twist at the end or anything like that. I think it's just fun to watch because it's a, you know, small town does a good, uh, job of kind of like painting full characters who you know have their like everyone's got their downsides and their upsides and stuff like that it has um kate winslet also gene smart from ballard high school hell yeah Mm -hmm. alumni and then it has three uh three actors from the mcu aldrich killian it has the um 
one of the announcers in in Spider-Man's high school. Uh, she's the daughter of Kate Winslet. And then um, Ralph. Oh, and from Mo- the nice guys too, right? She's great. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. And it has Ralph Boner. That's quite oh, a big, yeah. quite a big actor, part of yeah. this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think it does a really good job of kind of like setting up that that town and and following the characters in a way that makes sense. All the characters are like are fairly believable and. You know, like they they help people out, but then they also have their own motives in mind. And yeah, I think it's good. Check it out. Not too long. Uh, it's good. I also watched the last two episodes of Dark Crystal, which um, felt more like an obligation, just like I had to do it. Like I didn't. It, it had when was just the been last time? There. When did you started it versus when did you finish it here? Um, it's probably been at least half a year since I've seen an episode. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's been a long I like time. It. It, it, it's, it's just inevitably one of those things where it's a prequel series. So you kind of know sort of where things are going to shake out by the end, but not really. I mean, I didn't really remember much of it. The problem that I had with it was it's like very plotting. It just like has a lot of scenes of a room full of Skeksis just yelling at each other and just talking about like uh, a bunch of gelflings and how they don't like gelflings and they want to be powerful. <laughs> That's good. I, I like to watch that all day. <laughs> Give me a live stream of that. They they just do a lot of stuff over and over again to the point where it's like you, you this entire episode hasn't brought up anything new in terms of uh, character or plot progression. It's just reiterating the stuff that we already know. Okay, the Skeksis are evil. They want to live forever. We got that. What's what's coming up here? Like, there's nothing fresh. So it kind of, to me, it like every episode nearly put me to sleep. Hmm. Some episodes genuinely did. Uh, so it took me a while to watch all of them, and I only really watched them out of kind of like an obligation, a, a deference to the Jim Henson Company because of what they did for my childhood. But uh, I, I don't feel like this one really lives up, even though I do think there's a lot of talent that went into it. I think uh, the the um, puppets and everything are are good. I think oh, yeah. the the CG that they use didn't necessarily uh, blend in with the puppets all the time. I think that sometimes they went overboard. Uh, like one thing that they did with Baby Yoda is they said like they they made the the practical puppet and then they said anytime we're going to replace this with cg it can't do anything that the puppet can't do mm-hmm. that's something that they didn't do in dark crystal they had a a spider that i remember that was like very much just it would shake back and forth and walk towards a person if it were a puppet and then as soon as it became cg it ran up the walls upside down and jumped mm. and like moved at, at 50 miles an hour so like they, they didn't match and it was very clear what you were looking at each time. Uh, and I kind of wish that it had, um, it was more cohesive that the two of those things went together. Sure. But like they were, they're also like building up this, this whole thing. They must've done so much work to get all those things like created. And a lot of it looked good. And it is nice to see just some practicality. The fact yeah. that these things are actually interacting with the things around them. And getting like goo spilled on them and and stuff that like that stuff lasts right like if you if you see it in CG it all just seems pretty fakey or or they don't do it oftentimes because it would be too hard to have 
this one thing interact with the other one, but with an yeah. actual thing, you can just throw a tomato at it and it looks great. Yeah. I feel like I appreciate it just for the fact that like, I enjoy the dark crystal and how weird and dark it is. Hey, dark crystal. Mm. Um, but just like the fact that like, it creeps Good me out because it's a movie where it, <laughs> it creeps me out because there's never people. It is, it's a, it's a world without human beings. And even though the striders are people in a suit and mm. the, the gelflings are, you know, have a, you know, a, someone operating them and, oh man, the, um, Oh God, I always forget their name, but the horrible, like shambling, like bug things are so scary to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so just the fact that they did a show where like all of that's on display again is awesome. And I know what you mean about like, I think there's like, there's like this chase in like the Skeksis have like a crazy like cart or some shit. And yeah. It's just like wild looking, but like, it's probably tempting to have like something like that where like it would be too hard to have the puppets all doing that practically probably. So like adding that in and maybe it doesn't jive perfectly, but I'm just happy that I got to see so much of that on the screen. And I hope it just leads to more collaboration with the studio and, and the puppet stuff happening more often. They just, it's a goldmine. Have the Muppets do every version of every popular movie, <laughs> just do those and people will love it and see it. I guarantee it. So it's I want that to keep happening. Very popular for movies to just be redone over and over again. So they should just do them with Well, they're Muppets. doing a, not only are they doing a new Haunted Mansion movie, just separate from everything else, but they're doing a Muppets Haunted Mansion, which I don't think is them doing the Eddie Murphy version. <laughs> but it, I mean, they ought hey, to be. I mean, hopefully. We'll but see. I do think it is them kind of doing like their interpretation of the Haunted Mansion ride, their own original story. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that to me just sounds really fun. So yeah. I, um, oh, and that reminds me, there's a, uh, another Lego, remember they did the, the Life Day kind of Lego Star Wars movie? Uh, they're I doing a Halloween kind of one coming up. We should, we should consider about talking about that. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, um, speaking of, well, I guess, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, I also watched a couple episodes of The Bad Batch. Um, the Good Batch? Yeah. <laughs> the, it's the All Right Batch. Honestly, right batch. like, I'm not too interested in, in clones and especially like this team of, of like, like Weird guys that, that do their own thing right like they're they're cool because they break the rules of the other clones but like they've already done that it kind of feels like they're retreading the old old ground of like uh in the original clone wars they had you know captain rex and commander cody and stuff and everyone was kind of unique and that was the whole point of it and then they come out and do this one like these guys are actually unique because they look different not they didn't just get a different haircut they have like you know bigger bodies and stuff well, like Well, they that. all have like an altered thing. Like one guy's a lot stronger. One dude has like the brain enhancement and stuff like that, right? So like there yeah. were experiments that went kind of awry and they were like, oh, you're part of the bad batch, I guess. Yeah. Don't go now. Don't go having your own show. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, and, and I've been in, enjoying it, but it's just kind of like not really my thing, which is why I've waited so long to watch it in the first place like normally if it's a, star, a new star wars show comes out i'm watching it day of right but this one i was able to wait for the whole thing to come out and just kind of like uh watch it when i have some time i don't know if it's coming out all at once but that star wars anime uh anthology visions i think it's coming out soon and man i am so excited for that yeah that one could be really cool yeah drew did you uh see any tv or sorry max was that your only that was it yeah go for it drew uh nope not really i there's some episodes of some stuff that i watched but i haven't really gotten a sense of the series so let's just skip ahead let's do to it the movie we watched shang chi and the legend of the ten rings 
Times 10. <laughs> 10 rings on it. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Fellows, this is in theaters. It'll be on Disney Plus, I think, in like 40 days or something. Uh, but And 40 nights? And 40 nights. Uh, the Josh Hartnett movie everybody loves. Uh, but before we get into plot and what we thought of it, would you recommend people go and see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Oh, yes, I would. Max? Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> got so plaintive. Well, also my internet's cutting out, so I heard half of what you oh, said. Oh, sure. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I you think... know what he usually says around this time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Let's let's see if I can do it. I yeah. would recommend <laughs> that people see it. Uh, I don't think it's the best Marvel movie that they've put out, but I would recommend people see yeah. it. Yeah. I, uh, agree i think it's not the best marvel movie they've put out i would say it's up in the upper echelon of origin story movies that they've put out um but i give it a hearty recommendation in terms of something to watch in terms of going to the movie theater that's your choice like you know good i i would do your own research yeah (laughs) that's right uh the pandemic is uh still ongoing so um no it's yeah i would uh it's i would say go to the movie theater if you feel uncomfortable, but also you can wait until it comes out on a Disney plus, but I would recommend people watch the movie. It will. Yes. It was. It's not. Yeah. And I, it's, I mean, there's so many experiences nowadays where it's like, Oh man, I wish I could have seen that in the theater or that this would be great on the huge screen. Of course. Yeah. And you're not as distracted by your phone and you're kind of locked in and stuff like yeah. that. But like, it's also not like the end of the world. If like you, you can wait until it's on the service and then check it out too. It's not, Right. Not that it what didn't didn't uh, greatly benefit from the scale though on the screen. Did you yeah. guys see? You guys all went to the theater and everything. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, I went in... on Disney Plus uh, forty days from now. <laughs> yeah, we traveled. This is forty days from now, Max. We traveled. Hey, back I don't know how the, you, uh, Quantum you Realm. might pirate this shit. I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Robert. Uh, so, Joshi, uh, yeah. help me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is a this is the first Asian cat or Asian led Marvel film. Uh, this was originally in production in 2001, and I'm really glad it was made now instead of then because I don't think it would be as would it have been the Iron Fist guy in, instead. Yeah, I would. I don't think it would have been as tastefully made and as respectfully made as it was uh, in modern times if it were made in 2001. So I'm thankful for that. The Mandarin but, would have been a lot closer to the comic. Like, yeah. Manchu, and like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a movie that is based on the comic series masters of master of Kung Fu Shang-Chi. Um, the, yeah, the character Wu Wen is based on the one, the Mandarin, also the character Fu Manchu, which is, there's a lot of, um, very sensitive, uh, characters. <laughs> yeah. So get, I'm going to get it out of the way real quick. Uh, a lot of what the, this, movie is based on the comic lore is not the most sensitive uh topics not the best portrayal of asian characters uh but i think this was a uh primarily asian cast other than razor fist played by a former boxer i don't remember his real name but um and then also the reappearance of trevor slattery played Ooh. by ben kingsley the former I... mandarin <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I I thought I was like that might come up, but I could also see them not that not coming up. And then when it did come up, I was like, okay, I'm very happy this was added in there. Yeah, I'm glad that that was not introduced in a trailer. I also didn't see every yes. trailer for this movie, 
but they did a it's, good it's job. Like, it's like the Thor Ragnarok, like the gates break open and it's Trevor Slattery. And it's like, <laughs> we were co-workers. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, uh, yeah, as an Asian American, this movie especially meant a lot to me having seen, you know, seeing this is not, you know, I, much like Crazy Rich Asians, which I think I talked about, does not reflect my Asian American experience. And in the same way that uh, Sean's, you know, the the early part of the movie where they're kind of, he's kind of going about his day. That's not the, the Asian American experience I have had necessarily. But the, but the second half of the movie, the that's second the half <laughs> really spoke to me. As soon as they got on that bus, it was on. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, having an Asian American lead and having it portrayed sensitively in a way that a lot of movies don't care to portray Asian American characters, I I mean, I just really I was in love with this movie from the second it started. Um, it's really unique in the Marvel canon in that it is a lot of the action in this movie is is done kung fu. You know, like there's a lot of hand to hand combat, and a lot of the action is kind of based on Jackie Chan movies. So, you know, this is a uh, movie that definitely has its place in the MCU canon because it just feels very different, but also, you know, in terms of having a Asian cast, all that stuff, and telling an Asian story. So, yeah, I I really like it. What did you guys, what are your general thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I mean, you summed up a lot of it, and I I felt like, yeah, as someone who didn't doesn't live that experience, but, like, it is saying a lot about uh, the experience of of not just like of an immigrant, but like someone who is like a first generation or a second generation immigrant or someone who, you know, lives somewhere else is somewhere else now and also has like a lot to say about um, kind of like what is ex- expected of you, especially in the kind of family you're in and mm-hmm. and like, you know, destiny and what people they expect you to, you know, take up a certain mantle or follow in their footsteps. And I know that, you know, culturally that's, that's a huge thing for, you know, in a lot of Asian cultures too. So it just like, it felt like it was hitting a lot of things that were probably really affecting people um, in different ways. And like you said, maybe not like your personal experience, Andrew, but it feels like there's like a strata in it of like, even, even, um, oh God, what's the main actors, uh, his father's name, that actor was so good. Oh, uh, Tommy Lung. Tommy Long, oh man, he might be one of my favorite legendary like, Marvel, actor. Legendary, legendary and just like yeah. what a great like villain because like even mm-hmm. from the beginning, it establishes. I loved the the pacing too. I loved kind of. I thought it was good the way they were kind of hitting certain points and then going back and kind of showing some you know memories and things like that. Especially since with his character, he's been around for so long that there's like room to go back and revisit these kind mm-hmm. of interesting times. Um, uh, so I just appreciated so much that it was, it, it was attempting to, it seems like to connect to a lot of people, especially on issues that just hadn't come up in other Marvel movies and stuff like that. And perfect for an origin story too. Yeah. Um, it takes place. It's hard to pin down exactly when it's taking place in the canon. I believe um, it takes place around the same time as uh, no way home. Interesting. Okay, because Only Home seems to be like almost take. It seems like it's going to pick up exactly where the Sorry. last one finished, and then maybe jump ahead. Where does? But it's hard to. Where does? Uh, well, what's the second? The second Spider-Man movie. That's No Way Home, right? Oh, Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. So I think yes. it takes place the same time as Far From Home. Like oh, it's, okay. It's Interesting. Post, it's the, post Blip. 
there's a poster yeah there's a poster that's like blip connect and there's like an app where you uh, can date with people blip, that also blip got sync. blipped and stuff blip sync yeah um so stuff like that um uh I, i'm, I'm kind of rambling on but i just like very generally thought like it, it was really cool to me the kind of stuff it was touching upon as well as doing all the stuff it needed to for an, a superhero origin movie and like an interesting superhero and we'll get into it but i feel like personally some of the fights were maybe some of the best in the mcu yeah i um, i thought that they were so creative and i i almost just wish i almost wish there was a little bit more of uh we'll get to it but like shang chi getting the rings and using them before the end because some of the shit he was pulling off was so cool yeah, yeah. um uh, but we'll get to it max yeah, before, or what did you think uh, real quick before oh, sorry. Max, i just want to say um just because this is an asian uh led movie I have problems with the movie, so don't feel like you have to like tiptoe around it just because like having no, an fuck Asian. You. I don't care. No, oh, great. That's uh, okay. Um, it's kind of hoping for a little more. Care I, I think it can be attempting all those things and still be flawed. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 or like, you know, tropey in some ways too. It's not like the no, first I just, movie to, to I didn't, be touching I didn't, on that. I don't want either of you to feel like, I don't want to say this because it, you know, like, you know, having an Asian led movie would, does mean a lot to me, but it was not a perfect movie. And sure. there are parts of the movie that I'm like, I wish that didn't happen in the movie. But anyways, okay. Max, what did you think? I thought the only likable character in it was Trevor Slattery. Good. Yeah. Me uh, too. Yeah. I thought that, I thought the main character probably should have been played by a white guy. Yeah. Uh, wow. but, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Oh, Max, um, your internet's really cutting out bad. We're going to have to, I think we're going to have to cut gosh, you out. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I thought that it was, I really liked the first half, I think, better than the second half. Yeah. Um, I thought that the, the Kung Fu was awesome. I, I really love those fights. And I'm excited to see that line up with the rest of the uh, characters in the MCU, too. Mm -hmm. um, I and I mean, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman passed. And so we're not going to have the same Black Panther. I would love to see the two of them kind of go toe to toe. There's a lot yeah. of like, you know, those hand to hand fighting characters that I would like to see. Sure. Uh, go up against Shang-Chi and see how that goes. Um, the second half of the movie gets a lot more fantastical mm -hmm. in a way that um, didn't always work for me. Um, I think that uh, I've heard this criticism of the MCU a lot that they don't really know how to um, balance the seriousness with the um, with the like jokes that they throw in there. And uh, I've never felt that more than in this movie. Like I, I don't uh, often. In the past, I, I've like pretty much written it off, or it hasn't really hit me that same way. But in this one, there are uh, several times where they seem to undercut themselves by tossing a joke in where it doesn't belong, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then in other times where they're taking things way too seriously, mm -hmm. when they like you would expect them to maybe be joking around about something. So it in that way it felt a little bit off but um i thought all the the actors did a good job i thought like it's always so great to see michelle yo do her thing i thought uh i don't i forget the actress who plays um his mom but i thought that she did a great job yeah i don't know if i've seen her in anything but she was really great um i'm trying to remember two oh follow chen follow chen uh yeah i thought she did a great job um I think that it's cool that um, that he's kind of for the first half of the movie, not the first half for the first bit of the movie, he's just kind of living uh, a normal life that you'd expect. And then all of a sudden 
uh, the skills on the bus, the skills just pop out, right? And um, he's known all along, but it's a surprise to, you know, the people around him, to Aquafina. And I thought they did that in a really good way that, like, he always knew that this was him and he was kind of hiding from it uh, and living a life that he was enjoying and all of that. And then uh, goes right into this, uh, you know, the amazing talent that he has when it comes to fighting. Mm-hmm. I, I hope there's a point in the future where Razor Fist meets Laser Face and they <laughs> Taser uh, Face. <laughs> Taser Face, that's right. I hope they address the fact that they're both fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so I you know, obviously that's kind of like I do think, yeah, there's a lot in the second half of the movie that is not to my liking. Like I didn't I didn't partic- particularly like that the final fight scene is basically two big CGI dragons fighting each other. Like in a movie that has a lot of really like awesome choreographed kung fu scenes, like the 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 scene on the bus is awesome, and like the scene when they're on the outside of that building, kind of fighting on the bamboo structure. You know, like yeah. the, the, when I say that the, this movie kind of feels like it was really uh, inspired by Jackie Chan fight scenes, that one in particular felt like a scene right out of Rush Hour, where like oh yeah, Chris Tucker is falling off the thing. And, I mean, I think there's even yeah, there's a, probably a couple Jackie Chan movies where yeah. they're on like bamboo like right. scaffolding like that. Um, and but that scene is also really it's really awesome. It's so fun, and I'm not expecting Shang Chi to like hand-to-hand combat fight like soul eaters or something but like it just kind of it it did feel like it fell into that mcu trap of like big giant you know like beam shooting monsters and you know sort of thing Mm -hmm. and not you know obviously it it's an mcu movie so you know i don't know that they could get away with just a a hundred people hand-to-hand fighting each other as like the big set piece but I don't know, just like I, I'm getting a little, you know, like I think we've brought it up before with like WandaVision ending with a big, you know, beam shooting at each other fight scene. But that does have then like the the philosophical fight, which is like my favorite part where like Vision talks to Vision. and Yeah, like, and the same thing uh, with the dad with uh, the dad fighting Shang-Chi. Like I like that fight a, scene. He's such a great villain mm-hmm. and, and like a, a villain that you understood where he was coming from and his heartbreak and also like he's being tricked. Yeah. Like he is... It's all under these false pretenses that he's trying to get to Talo and find his wife again. I feel like they could have just as easily gotten even to the gate. They've established there's some horrible thing that's going to come out. They have that great wood relief of like everything that ever happened in mm-hmm. Talo, which I thought was so cool. They could have had it where like he was on, he was about to get uh, release it and he has to fight Chong Chi, have all that same stuff, but don't have the big monster get out. Even, yeah. You could even save that and have that be like they, they, kick his ass in another movie or something but like it just felt unnecessary since they had already built up so well this other villain that was interesting and had a personal connection you would have kept the same that's an incredible fight scene that's where uh, we can talk about it like shang chi steals like five of the rings mid fight Mm -hmm. he's like able to control some of them then he gets all of them he is throwing the rings and like using them like stepping stones he's grabbing them as they hang in the air and swinging off of them like it was a little insane as far as like, hey, even if you know all this kung fu and shit, like you just got these rings. How do you know? <laughs> this is a uh, this is Iron Man shooting Cap Shield in yep. Avengers Max. Where you're like, oh, that's yeah. convenient. You knew that would work. <laughs> um, but but it's it's good. That's cool. Yeah. Like he commanded the rings, they stop and stay, and he can move. Like I can't. Like you said, guys have touched on. I can't wait to see him fighting 
possibly other MCU heroes, if there's a misunderstanding, but just like him in action, him fighting other villains, him comboing with other people. I'm also stoked that this dude's probably going to be in some games coming up because he'll be fun as fuck to play as. Yeah. I um, also like part of, you know, and part of the, the representation of Shang-Chi being this big hero is I'm really excited for, you know, I think a lot of like now like Asian kids have like a hero they can dress up as and not like, Oh, you know, like, uh, they yeah, would just Wong. dress up as, yeah, Wong. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who is but cool. Like, he, yeah. He's awesome in this. And I'm glad he was in it, because I, I also do like that uh, Wong has kind of become the Nick Fury of the weird shit in Marvel. Like, he's just kind of like, let's round what is, him up. We should talk about it. What is going on? Uh, he's got like a, he, what, would his, what what was the portal going? It looked like a weird containment unit in some base okay, or something. That was another thing I did not like about the movie, and that was the inclusion of Abomination. I What? To me, that felt a little fanservice-y of, like, see? Like, this is another character that you recognize, and, like, I don't Except feel Except he looks like, different, but yeah. He did look different, but it was uh, Emil... Uh, Blonsky. Blonsky. It just... it. I don't think it served the purpose that it was maybe intending to, which I think is that I, I don't know. Like it's just kind of reminding you that this character exists. And I, I don't think it's served any purpose other than to have two MCU characters on the screen. I, and to mm. me that didn't, it didn't, I don't, it didn't really thrill me the way that I think it was intended to. I, I personally, I kind of liked it. I also like the implication that he's not like full evil or that, or that at least Wong is kind of like, Tra willing to train him and be with him but here's the other i mean here's the real answer she hulk is on the way and he has been part of the show so sure that's well, gonna I, be yeah i assume they're gonna bring all that kind of stuff back i assume that um, that abomination will also be maybe a part of this like i you know thunderbolts team that they are sort of in the background building go. yeah but to me it just didn't i don't think it served the purpose of like i just was not that thrilled to see the character in kind of a just throwaway scene that had nothing it, to do with the rest of the movie, I guess. It's like you, it's like you said though. It's sort of like it's this, it's this crazy thing to have like, Hey, you're fighting in the big pit. And then it's like, Oh yeah, you're not just fighting. Like there was some weird energy guy in one of the pits or his body was glowing. There was a sumo wrestler. Was that fighting not, someone. Uh, so th that, that was interesting. One of the, in the, one of the, you know, the little tiny the pits, fighting cages it, that I believe that was an extremis. Like, yeah, that's oh, what I thought too. I didn't think about that. And he he was fighting one of the widows from Black Widow. Oh, I didn't make that connection either. Wow. Yeah. Like, and it was like the same actress who was one of the widows at the end of Black Widow was in that oh. little little cage with him. So I didn't realize. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah i I thought it was okay to have him in there, and I think they're obviously trying to set up like either, like you said, like the Thunderbolts and kind of other stuff that they have down the line, but also like the She-Hulk connection, whatever Wong is doing on the side, apparently, like, I think it will all tie in in some way. It was, maybe it was a little clunky, but I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun to have, especially something like, it's just weird where they call back some of these earlier movies, especially something at this point, which like doesn't even have the same actor in it anymore. Mm -hmm. And Abomination like looks different and stuff. So I, I just thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. But um, Tim Roth came back for the, for this movie though, to, I think mocap and voice abomination. So, Ooh, you know, who else I loved was, um, I'm trying to look up her name. Men, Menjer Zong, his sister, Jai Ling, Jai Ling. She was great. She was great. Um, yeah. love the reveal that, yeah, that's who he's fighting. Um, she was just like, just as badass. I also like that. Like 
her father wouldn't even train her, so she trained secretly with like that cool like chain weapon. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking badass. Yeah. Um, also, like she, she didn't have anyone beating her with sticks, so how did she get so good? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that doesn't isn't necessary. <laughs> um, and then I, I like that there's like the Death Dealer character, which I guess is from the comics, who has like kind of the kind of like kabuki looking mask yeah. on and you never see who there's never a reveal of like what they look like or who they are and also he and just gets a, a, annihilated <laughs> he just gets which is kind of like he has been you know on everyone's ass the whole movie and then like he cannot fight this thing if they even establish like these things like just like you slice through them and they just reform they're mm-hmm. not it's not possible to kill them on the physical plane so yeah he just got owned um those little guys looked so ugly though i thought they had pretty poor design the idea of them not like reforming after they get hit that's an interesting idea but just the look of them yeah it, it just looked like scribbles on a page like it, hey make draw a bat then add some tentacles to it it sort of looked like um, not the most inspired design. yeah the kind of thing that we would have seen in like the mortal Kombat movie that we talked yeah about a few for sure ago. that's a good call yeah um what did you think of the what was the name of the of the creature that trevor was hanging out with Oh, um, Morris. Morris. Yeah. Morris. Loved what did, Morris. What did you think of all um, the like fantastical creatures in Talo? I liked it. I mean, if they're going to, if this is the phase where they're going weirder and weirder, like you might as well have some weird mystical, like you said, it gets into a little bit of the tropiness of like, there's the mystical, you know, Asian land Exotic. with the cat, with the, the cat of nine tails kind of nine tails looking mm-hmm. creature. And the, and, uh, oh, I did love, I mean, they're kind of like, they look like the statues at the front of like Asian temples. Like mm-hmm. they look like big lions and it's like, Oh, those weren't just like statues of lions. They're like actual big, weird mo- lion monsters. And they looked, they had two of them in the village. And they looked cute. I loved them. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of things I want is pets from this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the soul eater. No. no, no. <laughs> um, also the MCU return of Michelle Yeoh, as we brought, as Max brought up earlier, she's in this movie. She was previously one of the ravagers in uh, guardians Two. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I she's playing the same that. character anymore, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she plays the 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 aunt of uh, of Zhai Ling and Shang Chi, um, who's yeah, lives in. I Talo. was wondering at one point if they were going to reveal that that it was their mom and she had hidden out for a long time in the village or something. I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was going to be a thing. I I mean I always just assumed she was she was dead and uh, whatever, you know. So it's it's interesting because they they hint that it's a drag that just dragon is what is tricking um their father into coming and trying to break the soul out from behind this wall mm-hmm. but there's a lot of talk that a lot of these like weird monsters that they are introducing in what if and now in shang chi may all be kind of connected you know like in a way that maybe the you know the big tentacle creature is shumagorath or like you know is this all sort of leading to the eventual reveal of what has been rumored for now three different shows, which is Mephisto. It's all very, you know, it's getting very cosmic and very metaphysical and very like, or even more than cosmic, like, yeah, you said alternate dimensional and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, which isn't bad, but I agree with both of you that like, I loved the build up and the kind of the first half or first two thirds to more. Once they get to Talo, I didn't like it as much. Yeah. Even though I think there's a lot of beautiful stuff in Talo and and Michelle Yeoh's uh, in Talo, so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not there's there's total positives about it. Yeah, but it was just more that like it, it gets to the goop by the end, and I and again I feel like they had built up this great villain, and I wish it was a more personal finale between them as sure. opposed to like sure. just the big super CG bad guy. Um, and I I thought I was gonna like the dragon a bit more than I did, and I I 
I think it's it's kind of because it just kept bringing back like this is Disney. They just made Raya the Last Dragon. They're just going to do another water dragon with Aquafina. They've also done like the It should have been that dragon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean I guess they could have just dragon, yeah. Toss it right in there. Hey, just... I helped Ryan another <laughs> movie. It just feels like kind of Disney's got this image right of china they're like hey if we're gonna do something for, with china this is gonna be it we're gonna right. throw some dragons in there we're gonna have aqua that movie at least it. was like a like it was its own like world it was like a fake country right like mm-hmm. yeah yeah um that would be so funny like she comes out of a portal at the end like the cg like raya <laughs> like i'm ready to join the avengers yeah all right what if morris was one of those like little roly-poly ball oh guys? wow <laughs> that's what they look like when they're like just born uh, yeah i would also like that. to note aquafina was wonderful in this movie i think is she's so yeah. funny i thought she was good and one of the things i noted to my to my wife as we were driving away from the movie it was just like there are certain performers where i'm just like we are very uh lucky to get to watch this person as they're performing and aquafina i just think is so talented she's so funny and she was great in this movie as like the best friend kind of sidekick sidekicky character whether or not you know i think some people have a problem with her becoming an expert bozeman over uh the course of a day which she even kind of criticizes <laughs> herself um you know that's that, that's whatever it's a marvel movie i don't really care that much but yeah she's great uh she's like, have, huh, maybe i'll be the new hawkeye and they're like no 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 we, no, we have another we have, <laughs> we have another for that we have another female coming in for that um and yeah, we haven't even mentioned Simu uh, Liu's performance. He was he was great as yeah. uh, Shang Chi. It's it's funny because Aquafina is always good, but I'm always like, oh, Aquafina again, because it just seems like anytime there's an Asian uh, movie, yeah, yeah, they're just like call call Aquafina, she's down, or e- like even beyond that, just a Disney movie. Like mm-hmm. she showed up in uh, in uh, the Jumanji too, and she showed like they they just keep putting her in every movie that they make uh you know she's in raya like i mentioned mm-hmm. just like any any time they're gonna make a movie they just call her up i mean she's, I'm a, like, she's oh, a really gosh, her again and then and then she shows up in a movie and i'm like yeah i mean like it she's works great. she's a dynamic yeah. performer i you know like i'm not upset that she shows up and stuff because she's really good but i get no, I, I know what you I'm mean only, i know what you mean yeah only beforehand only beforehand yeah. then when i see it i'm like all right yeah that's it, why she's this in isn't it. the one but I, I keep feeling like this is it's gonna be the the needle you know the straw that broke it's the, the ca- it's, camel's you, back like there is a little bit of a danger that she's gonna the will ferrell effect is gonna come in yes. which just like okay that's what i was thinking and jim carrey before yeah i just need a pause on this comedic actor like it's so I they hope, have been oversaturated I hope, I hope they don't do that to Me too. aquafina Me too. although if they do it i'm sure she'll also come back because i've enjoyed some stuff that uh like will ferrell does later right mm-hmm. and, or like uh yeah yeah they, uh, they can have well, a comeback after the after the oversaturation yeah. you get tired of them and then they they return you know a little role i i liked was uh his name is zach cherry and he played clev he was the guy narrating the bus fight oh yeah on his <laughs> phone you know he's and i guess in... he i guess he was in spider-man yeah too, so people were like hey, people spider-man were like, do a hope... flip <laughs> so people were kind of like i hope he becomes kind of like a stan lee kind of like popping up and wa- like witnessing all this uh-huh. hey maybe he's the watcher well, he's. Oh. He hey, did, I'm, I am the streamer. He did. He did like call his own shot or something. He was like, because after Spider Man, he was like, I want to see the the movie of I forget what character he had named himself, but he did kind of get himself in another movie because he's you know whether or not he's the exact same character. He went from New York to San Francisco, but um, 
Hey, know, it's like uh, the food car didn't work out in Homecoming, so he had the food car guy. I think it was I think it was his name, yeah. but um, yeah. So he's like streaming the fight. He was very funny. I've done a little bit of martial arts, so I'm gonna actually rate this fight. You know, hit by <laughs> hit. I, that was so funny. Um, but before we go, let's uh, let's get into the uh, post credit scenes, ah. plural. Uh, so we get the first post credit scene. They go back to so early in the movie. Katie and Sean, uh, Shang-Chi and Katie are having dinner with friends and kind of like telling them about their, you know, their lives. So they do that scene again at the end, except now they're recapping this huge, how they saved the world yeah. and beat a dragon. And they're yeah. both like the, you know, the friends are like, okay, you know, like if you want to fuck with us, that's fine. But then like, you know, the portal opens behind them. Wong comes out <clears throat> and he's like, you guys have to come with me. And they walk through the portal, and we find out that they finish like, their drinks. They're yeah. like, "Hey, will you guys pay for this?" Ven- yeah, we'll Venmo you. Um, they go and they hang out with. Okay, so we have to also talk about. So they go into uh, Wong's, you know, little the Saint, the Saint, Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctum we get a, a video of Carol Danvers and a now de-hulked Bruce Banner again. Yes. What happened? That's what the timeline is weird to me because it's like post end game, but he's wearing after, a sling. He's wearing the sling. So his arm is still, maybe he's permanently in a sling. I don't know. Can, can he not invent something better than a sling? Um, but I thought but it the is whole, weird. I thought the whole, the whole deal was that he had become, he had found the perfect balance between Hulk and Banner. I, we've oh, got questions this, now. He was grayer too. So who knows? This brings up something that I forgot to mention earlier. So, uh, Shang-Chi and his sister both get these uh, outfits that are given to him by their mother, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the last thing that she left him. And so they wear them for that last fight. And I'm thinking every Marvel movie, every single Marvel person gets a new costume, right? They never wear the same thing twice because they have to sell action figures. It's going to feel so bad when they're just like, toss this shit out. We don't need <laughs> They'll this probably anymore. say, Grab like, we incorporated one. the dragon scales from it into the new suit. The, like, yeah. Spider-Man will be like, hey, I Tony Starked up your outfit. Hope you don't mind. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That was <laughs> tall low. We can't even get that. We threw back. those dragon scales away, and we got you vibranium. I also thought the fact that everyone in Talo wearing red was, like, and then, like, fighting against the um, Starship Trooper uh, horde that mm-hmm. the Ten Rings were. Like, that was kind of corny. They were doing too much in that last fight scene. Sure. But anyways, yeah, back back to uh, the, the, the new post-credit. New what, Hulk, what are yeah, they hinting at the with Hulk. the rings? They said I, that they're giving off, like, a beacon almost. I wondered if that was if that has to do with the Eternals. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, I mean, in the at least in the Eternals trailer, they're like, you know, it was the, the events with the... I mean, I, I assume that if it if it does have to do with the Eternals that we're going to see in the extended version of that scene, it was like, you know, the the use of the Infinity Gauntlets. And then once the rings then started to put out that thing, then it was like, oh, because it, it was like they it was like Wong is like, hey, we're magic. I don't know what this is. Carol Danvers is like, hey, I'm in space. I don't know what this is. And then Banner was like, like, I'm the I science, science guy. I don't, I don't know. know what this is. So it and they very much alluded to. You said these are a thousand years old. They're way fucking older than that. So, yeah, maybe not even Eternals, but more like the Celestials, like the who made them. Yeah. Like it, I don't think they established in the Eternals trailer that like the boom in the change in population suddenly is what caused the what are they called the nefarious or the 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 vandals? What are they called? The bad guys? Yeah, something like that. Something oh, like no, that. No, no. 
that's what yeah. causes them to come to like appear on a planet is when a planet has like a boom of population, they can show up. Yeah. And because like half the world disappeared, but then came back suddenly, they were like, we're there. Deviants? So I don't think it's a specific, has anything specifically to do with the rings, but that does seem to be hearkening, like you said, to like the cosmic out there, like the bigger kind of entities that they're going to start dealing with. Well, also the, the rings themselves in their origin in the, in the comics, at least. And, you know, I'm not a person who's like, it has to follow the comics. Yeah, but the the rings are alien in origin. The ten yes, rings. Yes, they're like from a dragon race. They're, they're like the Fing Fang Foom pe dragon people have made the rings or something. Plus, every ring had, every ring was a literal ring in the comics and had like a different type of power. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like in this one that they're like mythical and they put out energy, but they can just they're just kind of like an aid. Like you can use them like a fucking dragon ball, like Kamehameha. Yeah, they, they, you can throw, throw them around the room. You can use them like a shotgun. Like they don't show the dude's face, but he just shoots one off of his hand yeah. into a dude's face. Oh man, that scene was awesome. Uh, Max, you're right. It is the deviants. And um, the deviants, I did, I right. do like that. Yeah, they, they're not the, the 10 rings in the comics are one for each finger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And these are used much more of the, like almost like gauntlet type. I love that. Thing. I think that was I a think good they change. Looked, I thought that was a very good look. There's a lot that yeah. they changed for this movie from the comics. I'm really glad they changed, but that was one of yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they then had it, Trevor Slattery kind of addressed like, Hey, I fucked up. I shouldn't have called myself the Mandarin because yeah. now I'm like their court jester. Right. So, yeah. um, and then the second post credit scene, we find out that uh, Zhai Ling has not dismantled her father's uh, her father's whole big operation, but she's now in charge of it. So part of it, yes, and kind of put her kind of incorporated with her fighting pit people because yeah. didn't uh, wasn't what's his name John John or whatever John she John had, like yeah. her yeah so she had like half the crew from each styling up the place and helping right. her out, which I think is kind of cool. I'm glad that she has she was on a different path than her brother because of their father, and I'm glad that she will be hmm, like a a gray area. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Um, and so then we also get the, the post-credit card. The Ten Rings will return. So, yeah. Well, the actor who played Shang-Chi, we don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Shang-Chi, mystery. But the Ten Rings, for sure. We know that's what you wanted to see. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the movie a lot. We've we've talked a lot about it. I enjoy it. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, you know, beyond just even beyond what it means to me as an Asian American to have seen this movie and for this movie to exist and for it to have done well and been good. I just think it's like a really fun movie. I'm excited to watch it again. And yeah, I'm really like you guys are saying, I'm excited to see Shang-Chi go up against other heroes. You know, like I think, you know, whether yeah, whether or not he fights like uh, Falcon or, or Winter Soldier through like a misunderstanding or something like it would just be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see him share the screen with other heroes in whatever manner. They Bring choose. back the Iron Fist guy and have him just yeah. kick his ass. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I want to see him wallop that guy. <laughs> I will show you, Kung Fu. And then just. Just. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, um, just like have all the 10 rings pressed on him. Like. <laughs> just like completely disintegrate his body. Um, yeah. Anyways, that'll do it for us, y'all. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.